It's time for the Noble Capital Radio Hour with the team at Noble Capital Wealth Management, serving you throughout the Austin area and beyond. Featuring the Vice President of Noble Capital Wealth Management, Jess Hamill, and Financial Advisor, Jonathan Berkland. Here's your host, Walter Storholt. Welcome to the Noble Capital Radio Hour. Walter Storholt here alongside Jess Hamill and Jonathan Berkland. The great team at Noble Capital Wealth Management serving you throughout the Austin area and excited to have you on the show today. Guys, how's life been treating you so far the past couple of weeks? Yeah, yeah. Still sucking air, so I guess. <laughs> surviving <laughs> and enjoying it. That's good. Uh, surviving and enjoying it is a good thing. I'm sure it's been a busy couple of days for you, though. We're going to talk a little bit in a couple of moments, a little bit about what's been in the news over the last couple of weeks, certainly the coronavirus scare and what it's done to the markets. I'm sure lots of people are asking you guys questions about that from the financial implications, and we're going to dive into all that in a few moments. But first, I've been handed an, an urgent letter here that I have in my hands that the name of our show and the name of your company, dun, da, 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 drum roll please, is changing. This is exciting, guys. Who told you that? You're not supposed to know that. Uh-oh. Did I get a fax before I was supposed to read it on the air? Uh, you know, let's roll with it. I, I didn't think we were going public with it. but you know, oh, I didn't see classified up at good. the top of the it's paper. It's all good, man. Carpe diem. No time like the present. Let's just do it. So, yeah, Skyline Wealth Strategies, the new business name, uh, transitioning from Noble Capital Wealth Management. This is exciting for you guys, a new chapter in the business. Yeah, it really is exciting um, for a variety of reasons. Uh, the name itself, the reasons why we're changing the name, our new logo, our new sign. It's just a, it's a totally different visual and aesthetic. presence aesthetic yeah. than, than what we have been. And I think it more accurately represents how we interact with our clients and the, the type of stuff that we do. So we're, we're really excited about it. Yeah, but it, we're still us, right? Yeah, yeah it's that, still us. It's nothing's changed. You walk in to see the same people. We have the same clients. We're not kicking anybody out. We're not trying to hide from you guys out there. We still want you to come see us, talk with us, interact with us on the radio and otherwise. So all the good stuff remains. We're just uh, setting ourselves up and, and our and our clientele for better opportunities. And, and we're really excited about getting out there and, and being able to serve everyone in an even better and greater capacity. That's what this is all about. And we're also eliminating quite a bit of confusion. Yes. Um, yeah. Because of the structure of the ownership of everything with Noble Capital and Noble Capital Wealth Management, you know, people go to look for Noble, and they end up calling a completely different division of the company, having no idea who they reached on the other right. end of the phone. It's, it's gotten you know, Noble has grown so much, including our division, that we you know now we need to split apart a little bit and get more identifiable individually. Yeah. So if you ever gotten frustrated with our our lovely phone tree and, and winding up at the wrong person's desk, uh, no more going forward. We're yeah. we're solving that issue and, and a few other things that'll hopefully make your experience with us much better. So exactly. that's what it's all about. Even down to the the one pet peeve I had on our, our on our noble website, you know, there are a bunch of different windows to click on. Uh-huh. And one of them is for financial advisors, meaning other financial advisors that want to participate in our real estate lending program. Right, come learn more. Right? Yeah. And so yeah. you're looking for us, and you know the average person is going to see that and go, oh, that's the financial advisors. Click on that, and then you're a whole other world. So we, we have our own presence, our own <laughs> website, get rid of a lot of confusion, and get to uh, reflect our personalities. And, yep. it's, and it's a personal story for me, too. Very cool. Well, I know we're going to get more and more details about uh, the new show name, about the new business name. Uh, there's going to be a new website, of course, coming out as well. All of that will be debuting in just a matter of a couple of weeks. So we'll keep you updated as things will transition and change to the new show name. But we just wanted to give everybody a heads up on the fact that that is definitely coming down the pike. But for now, we continue with the show as we always do. We just wanted to give you a primer that that's on the way, though, so you're not surprised when all of a sudden the Noble Capital Radio 
Radio Hour has a new name and uh, a new heading. But uh, you are well prepared now. Consider yourself prepared for exactly. when the change happens. And besides the new name, we have another new announcement to make. We've added another member to the team that we're very excited about. Um, and he's going to be a, a guest on the show today and pipe up a little bit. His name is Omar Sines. Great guy. I've known him for about 30 years, and he is uh, our newest uh, addition to the team. Newest voice. Newest voice. Let's enter And I think it might be the sharpest voice out of all of us, having heard it as we were testing the microphone before starting the show today. Ooh, that hurts. Oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> it's just a, it's a, it's a unique voice, and unique voices are good voices in the radio world. Let, let's introduce everybody to it. Omar Signs, welcome to the show. How are you, sir? Oh, doing well. How are you? Oh, doing fantastic. See, it doesn't just have a nice... I don't know, different resonance to it than our voices. It, it, it does. Soothing kind of yeah, he's, soothing. he's got this thing where he, he can just, you know, he can just talk to you and you just want to <laughs> you just want to be around him. He's, he's a really nice, likable guy with a, a great, great soothing voice. That's for sure. Yeah. Hey, well, I'm always free for bedtime stories. <laughs> okay. There you go. There you go. Absolutely. Well, looking forward to having you chime in and join us, Omar, and uh, giving us some of your expertise as we talk about lots of different things, as always, here on the show. Guys, speaking of talking about lots of things going on, I mean, the last oh, two weeks or so, the markets have been up and down, quite volatile with the news of the coronavirus and uh, the implications that it has for us in the United States. And at the end of that first week of downturn, I have a small story to share with you. My dad, who is approaching retirement, I'm going to kind of throw him under the bus a little bit on today's show, mm. but you know, he's approaching retirement with my mom. There's still a few years out. And, you know, he's he is not at all in uh, he runs a pest control company, so he is not at all a financial guy. Uh, but, you know, my folks have done a good job of saving in re- for retirement. They're going to be just fine. But they've never put together a true plan. And I've talked to them recently about trying to do that and, and kind of nudging them. But he called me on that Friday and said, oh, well, do I need to sell everything and get out of the market? And how do I do that? And it was just it just was really jarring because, I mean, that's a humongous question to just kind of not being really one to talk about finances before. And then, boom, you call a family member and ask them kind of dropping a bomb on you of like, do I make this major life decision? What do you think? And he was feeling that panic button. I mean, he was definitely feeling the panic of the market and listening to the news and everything that was going on. And I, I can tell you later of kind of how I talked to him and what my advice was. But I'm just curious, are you guys getting calls and getting reactions like that from clients or folks in the area here in Austin who are having similar reactions to this market kind of craziness we've got right now? Yes and no. Um, and that's the answer to 90% of the questions you asked me. <laughs> Very cryptic. So of our existing clients, the majority of them, no. And that's because we've done a good job of, of insulating them from that and the way we break up your assets we've got income on one side and accumulation on the other so if you're an existing client you've come through we've put together an income plan for you and everything's going great you're living the exact same lifestyle your income has not changed one iota and your accumulation separate bucket that doesn't impact how you live is taking a little bit of a hit but you can afford to write it out new people man i, I try to avoid that question i just want to get them in just, just come in and let's sit down and talk that's <laughs> not that's not something i can answer over the phone you know oh my god the market's crashing what do i do do i liquidate everything i'm like you know what why don't you make an appointment to come in yeah yeah it was really interesting we had a we had actually had a client event right mm-hmm. we were in, in a group of gosh what 25 30, 30 clients something like that paying. and you know it was absolutely a topic of discussion but it was more of a you know do you read about this you know what's, what's going on there yeah, it's, it's what like do you think in, about it's like it, being but, in, in in austin hearing about the flooding in cincinnati yeah you know? it was it's just like you know we were friends having a conversation over dinner or something like that it, it wasn't in the perspective of you know client to advisor freak out mode going on i mean i, I didn't have any of those conversations it was it was a kind of a nice reminder of why we do what we do the way we do it 
and there's a soft plug for anybody out there to come see us at a, at a <laughs> seminar and come learn more about us. But um, it's really, um, you know, it's 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 a positive thing when you get to have that experience and and know that your clients are set up for success. So absolutely, we we've heard about it though. We've had the discussions. I've I've had those with my family, kind of similar to to you, Walter. You know, talking about it. But you know, it's fortunate that we don't have to make those um, you know crystal ball decisions, and we we work to to set everybody up for success prior to something like this occurring. It is. And, you know, the, the, the whole coronavirus thing, I don't know how bad it really is. I'm hearing everything from it's not as bad as the media says to it's 10 times worse than we're being told and everything in between. You never know what to believe. For all I know, it may not exist. You know, what I, I just saw it on TV and heard it on the radio. You know? I've never been to Ecuador. I'm pretty sure it's there, but I can't say for sure because I haven't set foot on it. So I don't want to make light of something that could be, you know, people are dying. I mean, that's horrible. Absolutely. But what I can say is that our existing clients are insulated far and large, at least 90% from things like this. Even a 2008, if that were to occur again tomorrow, our existing clients would barely even feel it because of the way we've got them set up. Yeah, I mean, and, and, and again, we're, we're really talking about, you know, your, your income plan, which is our priority focus in retirement. You know, we're we're not magicians, right? If, if you're participating in the stock market, you've got that level of systemic risk that you're going to be along for the ride as well. It's just what impact does that have on your everyday life, your, your retirement income? And our, our goal is to minimize that as much as possible, or at least to the assets that you're dependent upon for income. So um, it's really about time horizons. You know, if, if, if like your dad, you know, Walter, and there's no plan there. And, you know, like many people out there, the majority of your nest egg is in the market. You know, you're saying your time horizon, maybe, you know, if you're in the market, you have a much longer time horizon than somebody who is in or near retirement. You're telling, you're acting in a way that may not actually represent your real situation, right, you know? Exactly. So that, that's really what you want to consider as you're approaching retirement. What, what risk am I taking? Is, does that match really my time horizon for what I'm trying to accomplish? So unfortunately, a lot of people realize that too late when you see a market correction like this. So it's one of those things that's that's why you have a plan, put it together. So if this is a shock to you out there, let this let this be a shock to you and, and shock you in the right direction to at least have a conversation with somebody to set up a retirement plan, an income plan, even if you're not retiring tomorrow. You know, that the time to do it is before you get there, or else right. you know, you might have one of these and it might be too late. I mean, can you imagine if somebody retired the day before this happened? Yeah. And then it hit them and they're Relying like, the whoa, you know, there it all went. That's a terrible yeah, day. That's really the fundamental basis for, for how our practice is set up. You know, if you're if you're 30 right now and you got a decent job, don't worry about this fall in the market. Matter of fact, you know, welcome to the introduction of the market. Take now, advantage of know, it. Take yeah. advantage of it. If you're 58, 60 ish and you're going to retire soon ish and your entire retirement plan is basically, you know, keeping it in the market and hoping that you spend less than what it's growing, you got a problem. Um, you know, so it's, it's two different reactions from two different demographics. And we deal with the latter of the two. And that's who we're, we're focused on helping. Yeah, it's exactly uh, the kind of conversation I ended up having with dad about this. And I, I told him that Mike Tyson quote, you know, everybody has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. <laughs> and and you got punched in the mouth today with like a 10% loss on your portfolio over the last yeah, three days. Yeah. And it's causing you to scrap the plans you had and start looking for a new plan. And I said, just use this. I said, don't overreact. Don't uh, feel like you got to go to cash today. You know, you're still a couple of years away from retirement. You know, this is not going to be the end of your 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 retirement is not ruined today. So so drop that perspective. But 
this should be a huge flashing, you know, neon sign, red light saying it's time to get a plan in place. And that was what I imparted on him. And I'm happy to report he is going to be setting up a plan. And so well, it, send him to us. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah I, send him over. Yeah, yeah he, he's over. He's over on the East Coast. So I'm going to have to send him on a plane to come over. Oh, and, no, uh, we're okay. heading to Myrtle Beach next week. <laughs> <laughs> get you to meet down there. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he's he needs to do what you guys talk about on the show every week. I said I only play a financial advisor on the radio. Jess, Jonathan, and now Omar. Those are the guys that you need to listen to and talk to. And I'm going to send him some of your shows so he can listen to it and get some of the great advice that you guys talk about here on the radio show. But it is a great reminder, that neon sign, to get a plan in place. And so if that's you, if you were like my dad, you're approaching retirement and you don't have a great plan in place, and those butterflies were rumbling around in your belly you know, over these last couple of weeks, that's a sign that you don't have a great plan in place because it's not bringing you peace of mind. It's not bringing you understanding of what's happening out there in the financial landscape. And so you need a better plan in place. And that's what Jess Hamill, Jonathan Berkland, Omar Sines, and the great team do at Noble Capital Wealth Management all throughout the Austin area. If you want to come to one of their uh, dinner seminars here in the near future and have a discussion about finances, learn about some of the common retirement mistakes. That's what they talk about at these events. Things like taxes, like the annuity trap or procrastination or the danger of not having that income plan. That's one of them. They're going to show you with case studies and examples how the planning works in action and how you can avoid some of those common retirement mistakes. If you want to come to an upcoming event, you can do that by calling or texting 512 492 3800 again 512 492 3800 you can also go online to ncwealth.com that's ncwealth.com and see the list of upcoming events and RSVP right there on the website that's ncwealth.com or call or text 512 492 3800 more coming up you're tuned in to the Noble Capital Radio Hour there's more on the way Austin's Talk, 1370. If you ever miss a show, don't worry. You can always catch up later with the Noble Capital Radio Hour podcast. Find it on your favorite podcasting apps like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and other platforms. Just look for the Noble Capital Radio Hour podcast or go online to ncwealth.com. This is the Noble Capital Radio Hour. Walter Storholt here alongside Jess Hamill and Jonathan Brooklyn of Noble Capital Wealth Management. Great to have you along with us. And I wanted to spend a couple of minutes, guys, talking about another one of those outdated rules in retirement planning and in financial planning. You know, these are the rules that we thought they were the old standbys, the things that we could always count on when putting together a plan. But Today, they just don't hold as much water as they once did. And in some cases, they're completely false and definitely shouldn't be followed. So let's address another outdated piece of advice on today's show. It's funny because I've got two different people that kind of enter into this story. Uh, I was talking to somebody the other day and they said, yeah, we're, we're just about ready to retire. We almost have a million dollars saved. And then I was talking to somebody else, and they said, we're not even anywhere close to saving for retirement because we only have $800,000 saved. We still have a long way to go before we hit a million and are ready. And so in both (laughs) cases, the people are like, shooting for a million dollars is like this magic number that they can both retire. And it just got me thinking, I wanted to ask you guys, where did this mentality or this this way of thinking come from? I I feel like we can throw this into the obsolete rules, right, that there's just this magical number you've got to have? Yeah, I mean, it's it, like anything else. Everything's relative, right? Sure. Um, I mean, I'm old enough to remember when being a millionaire was a big freaking that's, deal. That's right? a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, I'm a millionaire, man. 
you know, today, that's uh, not, not yeah, so much. Look at real estate in Austin, right? Your, your home's probably worth yeah. at least half, half a million, exactly. right? Just because, yeah. Right. So, but I mean, I can clearly remember in chemistry class, I mean, while we were doing this, when I was a junior in high school, um, the teacher asked, what would you do if you won a million dollars? And we were kind of going around the room, and, and we're hearing a couple of Ferraris and a plane. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, all these 17-year-old kids are thinking how, how fast they can spend that million, right? <laughs> And they come to me, and I said, I'll, I'll put it in the bank. And everybody's like, what? What are you talking about? And then, you can remember, this was back in the 8%, 10% savings. You know, right, the, right. The, the interest rate, rate, yeah. the interest rate on yeah. it, right? And uh, I, I remember it like it was yesterday. I said, I'd put the million dollars in the bank, and I would get 10% interest. And I've got $100,000 a year that I can live on. And when I die, somebody gets my million bucks. It's, to me, it was just crystal clear. It made so much sense. Just live off that, that 10% so interest. You were doing this kind of stuff since you were a kid then. Yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> yeah. You just I haven't was, stopped. I was, yeah, I was a wheeler dealer even back then. But, I mean, that, that mindset, you know, first of all, because of inflation, obviously, you know, a million bucks doesn't go as far as it used to. Um, but people are living longer. They're doing more. And inflation has taken that million-dollar benchmark down to not necessarily a big deal at all. So right, right. if you are used to living on $60,000, $70,000 a year, your house is paid off, and you retire and continue to live along that the lines of that lifestyle, a million bucks probably get you by. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but, man, you can blow through a million bucks quick. I mean, if, you're, if, you're, if your household income is, is $200,000, that's what you're used to. And you retire with a million dollars. You better die in four or five years, or you know, yeah, you right? Yeah, you're gonna run. Yeah, it's not gonna take you very it far. Just doesn't last exactly. So that's that's a great point that you're bringing up there. It's really it's not about how much money you have necessarily. Well, it certainly is, but also relative to that, it's it's what you spend, right? It's it's kind of like it's not what you make, it's what you save in retirement. It, it's not how much you have, it's what you spend, right? And and really what your investments can produce from an income standpoint. Because ideally, we're not just spending down as we've talked before that nest egg. We're, we're producing income from it. So what can we, how can we reposition that nest egg, even if it is a, mil- a million dollars or less or more, um, and create income streams in retirement? So I don't, I don't want to freak any of the listeners out. They're going, oh, my God. Right, right. Like, I don't even have a million dollars. They're telling me even if I did, really I'm screwed. Like I said, everything is relative. But if your goal is to retire and continue to live the lifestyle you've been living, or in a lot of cases, people want to you know upgrade. Increase, exactly. Want, you're not working. Travel, you're exactly. not going to work. That's so right. what are you doing? You're out spending money. You know, you're yes. having fun. Yeah. Um, you know, don't freak out if you don't have a million dollars. Come see us, and we'll we'll you know we'll put it all together for you. Um, but the point that we're trying to make is that the old school rule of thumb. Save to hit a million and then you're home free. That's that that's outdated. It's out. You're right, yeah. right. And and there's there's no sense in, in stopping necessarily, right? I mean, if, if you hit a million dollars, you can keep, keep going. going. And, yeah, and right. you know, it depends on where you're at in life. I mean, if if you're 80 years old and waiting to get to a million, it might be time to, to reconsider, right? And maybe think about retiring and with what you have, right? Everybody's situation is different, but there's nothing saying you need to stop, and there's nothing saying if you don't get there that you can't have a successful retirement. We've seen them every which way, but it really comes back to making sure you're living within your means. And if you live within your means today, there's probably a pretty good chance that you've saved up a, a pretty nice nest egg for retirement and are listening to us and actually considering retiring. Um, and that will help you in retirement if you can just keep that philosophy, even if you're spending more, still living within your means. And, and really, the only way to, to know that you can do that confidently is to have a plan, an income plan, right? Yeah. Put together something on a piece of paper that says, here's where my money's coming from for the rest of my life. And I can go out and hit those golf courses, take that cruise, do the things I want to do with confidence. Perfect. Yeah, I love it, man. 
If you uh, have any interest, by the way, in putting together an income plan like that, like what we've been talking about on the show, uh, you know, you can reach out at any time and set up a time to come meet or attend an upcoming dinner event uh, where Jess and Jonathan and the guys are talking a little bit more about this in depth, about some of these obsolete rules, some of the key mistakes that people make when it comes to retirement planning and how you can avoid them. You can call or text if you're interested in attending one of those at 512 512- 492-3800. That's 512-492-3800. Or go online to ncwealth.com. Uh, you know, if we're talking about this million-dollar sort of pie-in-the-sky target that's really just sort of random, reminds me of that commercial, right? It was What was the company where they were always walking around with a big number that they had to, you know, just these people were in the commercial, and they just they were just walking around with a number that was like $1,755,000 or $972,000, and everybody's walking around town with their like, number under their with shoulders. With their own number? Yeah, everyone has their own number. Right. Now, that, that's probably too much focus on just you've got to hit this number, right? We're still missing that spending component but probably a good lesson from that is that everybody does have their own number absolutely yeah everybody has has their own number where they're at what they've achieved and and it's it's all relative like we've been talking about so it it comes down to what is your plan and and what are you spending and what are you trying to accomplish in retirement i always love learning a little bit here on the show and uh more great information today as well kind of dispelling some of these myths some of these outdated and obsolete retirement planning rules and ways of thinking and again if you've kind of thought this way before you know whether it's something like the four percent rule or you've always kind of abided by that get out of stocks and into bonds as you get closer to retirement rule it may not be as simple as it was back in the 80s and 90s to retire it's a definitely a different time and it's not to say that that was bad advice back then but it might be if you follow it now and that's why the planning is uh, takes a little bit more work a little bit more concern and that's why jess and jonathan are here if you want to come in again to meet with them one-on-one or attend an upcoming dinner and discussion seminar go to ncwealth.com or again you can call 512-492-3800 that's 512-492-3800 jess hamill jonathan berkland walter storholt all with you here on the noble capital radio hour It's getting to know you time. Time to get to know Jess Hamill and Jonathan Berkland a little bit better on today's show. Guys, today's a fun question. What was your first pet? Tell us about it. Uh, I have to thank my grandmother for for the first pet. She's uh, an avid garage sailor and uh, found this lovely, completely beat up old hamster cage. And, And so for the summer, we stayed with my grandparents and we went over there one day, and, and they had the whole setup, the hamster cage and the straw and all that kind of fun stuff you put in the bottom. And, and we got told we're going to go to the pet store and, and pick out our, our first pet, our, our hamster. And my grandmother named it Dude. Dude, dude, <laughs> the hamster. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know how that oh, happened, man. but I want to party with his name was Dude. So Dude, dude the hamster, it was a, he was a great, great creature, great first pet for sure. Uh, what about you, Jess? So, you know, I never did the hamster, guinea pig, any of that kind of stuff. I, my, my dad just wouldn't wouldn't go for it. But I got a cockatiel when I was 11, and that thing wow. lasted for 22 years. His name was General Lee. He had a talent. I don't know if I can say it on the air, but he could he could stand up and hold one of his paws up in his middle <laughs> finger, which stick up on on command. It was pretty cool. It was a great great party trick when I was 12, 13, 14 years old. Wow. Um, and in a very difficult part of my life when I was 
33, I came home one day and he was laying feet up on the bottom of the cage. So I was oh. pretty disappointed about that. But we got we got 22 years out of him, so we had a That's whole lot a of That's a long life. Yeah, wow. it really was. And it's amazing how long birds, they, they do have uh, great lifespans, most of them. So yeah. they make good long-term pets that way. Junior high, high school, college, well into my career. Uh, he lasted wow. a long time. Wow. He was, he was a good you bird. You could have done, you could have, I had no idea. I mean, that's that's something I never knew about you. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Member of the family. And, and what was the name again? General? General Lee. General Lee. Oh, he, was, General he was great. Lee. had a great coat. <laughs> Too funny. Well, there you go. The first pets of Jess Hamill and Jonathan Berklin. Fun getting to learn about you guys on today's show. We'll get back to all the financial talk coming up next. Stay tuned. Want to have a great meal on us and learn a little about retirement at the same time? Go to ncwealth.com to see our list of upcoming dinner events. You can reserve a spot right there online. Just go to ncwealth.com to RSVP. Come hungry. We'll see you there. Well, it's time to answer another one of your questions here on the Noble Capital Radio Hour. Walter Storholt alongside Jonathan Berkland, Jess Hamill, the great team at Noble Capital Wealth Management. If you'd like to submit a question, we might feature it on a future show. You can call or text your question to 512-492-3800. That's 512-492-3800. Got a question, guys, here from Frank in Austin. Frank says, I rolled over a 401k to an advisor a couple of years ago, and he put all the money into something called American funds, is that okay, or should I be invested in other things as well? Well, it, it kind of depends. That's kind of a typical response from us, but uh, American funds, it's a, a mutual fund company that has a variety of different mutual fund options, so it may or may not be suitable to you depending upon your, your investment objectives, but in generally speaking here, the way we practice, you know, just mutual funds alone is not exactly a holistic retirement plan, in my opinion. I think Jess might agree with me on that, but uh, you know, we're, we really want to make sure you are diversified across multiple uh, assets classes and and certainly are thinking about more than um, just what should I have the money in. It's more about your income. Where's your income coming from? What lifestyle are you trying to live? What are you trying to leave You know, to the next generation? All those sorts of factors come into play and it really starts around uh, the income plan. So it may be a perfectly suitable investment to your, your place in life, but you know, if things are changing, you're coming into the retirement space or you're already there, then it, it may not be the best fit for you. It's really one of those things you want to sit down with an advisor and take a look at and make sure that that is the right investment for you. And I would say um, venture out into other asset classes just to get a little bit more diversification in the portfolio. That's just kind of my gut feel and reaction to, to the question. Yes. So maybe maybe I missed it at the beginning, but did he say how old he is? Uh, we did not get an age in this yeah, question. Yeah, so, okay, so for a 30-year-old, that's probably not a bad thing. Sure, if you're 65, right. Then, then, then default to what John Right, and, and are we talking, you know, a 401k that's, that's you know, maybe it's $10,000 you're over from an old employer, you're still working, you know, growing that nest egg, or is it your entire life savings and, and it's it's everything that you have? I mean, the, the two different end of the spectrums there, and that's going to make a difference. So unfortunately, it depends is the best that I can give you there, but I would say it's certainly an in any scenario worth taking a second look at and making sure that you have really a plan. Is that working towards something and making sure that it works for you and that plan and not just something that uh, somebody thought was a great investment? You know what I mean? Yeah, I think it makes a lot of sense. So there's there's no magic bullets in retirement. That includes uh, mutual funds and, and, and other types of investments too, right? That's right. I wish I had the magic bullets, but no, none that I found. <laughs> no, uh, no, no silver bullets? What is it that kills the, the, the werewolf? Is it the silver bullet? Is that right? right yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> None of those to slay the retirement dragon as we mix right. all sorts of metaphors here on the show. But uh, great question, Frank. Thanks for sending that one in to us. And uh, if you are interested in learning more about what makes up 
a solid retirement and financial plan. Might be a great idea to come and attend one of the upcoming dinner and discussion seminars that Jonathan and Jess will be having here in the Austin area as a part of Noble Capital Wealth Management. They help you learn a little bit about what's going on in the financial world and how to put together the best plan possible. And you can learn about some of the common retirement mistakes that others make and how to avoid them, of course, at those dinner and discussion seminars. If you'd like to sign up for an upcoming event, you can view the list of events and more information online at ncwealth.com. And you can RSVP right there from your smartphone or computer at ncwealth.com. Jonathan and Jess will talk about taxes, the annuity trap, the problem with investing as if you're still working, and of course, procrastination, one of the biggest dangers when it comes to retirement planning. So again, go to ncwealth.com, that's ncwealth.com, or give a call or text to 512-492-3800, that's 512-492-3800. You're listening to the Noble Capital Radio Hour. Austin's Talk 1370. You're listening to the Noble Capital Radio Hour with Jess Hamill and Jonathan Berkland. Let's get back to the show with your host, Walter Storholt. Thanks for being with us today on the Noble Capital Radio Hour. Walter Storholt here alongside the great team at Noble Capital Wealth Management, serving you throughout the Austin area. You can find us online at ncwealth.com. Joining me today from Noble Capital are Vice President Jess Hamill and Financial Advisor Jonathan Berkland with us. And guys, I want to talk today about the stages of retirement planning. Let's kind of give people that map of how they should be thinking as they approach retirement. So we'll start with somebody who's, let's say, 15 years away from retirement. So if we're just going to kind of pick a random retirement date of, let's make the math easy and say 65, we're talking to somebody that's just getting into their 50s. We'll start there. What are some of the main financial issues that they should be focusing on at that stage? Uh, you, want, you want to focus on, well, you're in accumulation mode at that point still, but you want to start thinking about tax planning and, and tax preparation, right? And that, that comes uh, down to, to doing things like Roth conversions, right? You hear a lot of talk around about Roth conversions around our office, and unfortunately, we kind of find the people we're working with are, are that much further in, in their careers, right? At retirement, that'd be 15 more years along the way. They're usually in a higher higher place of, of earning, and they're not at a great place to do these Roth conversions. And so if you find yourself 15 years out, and you're you're comfortable doing some Roth conversions, you know, in, in your current tax brackets. That's a great time to start moving some of that money over, and you have lots of time to continue doing that. You don't have to convert your whole traditional IRA into a Roth in one year. You can peel off a little piece of that at a, a tax bracket that you can you can handle, and do that Roth conversion and put yourself in a, a much better place. You know, 15 years down the road, where that principal is now converted over, and 15 years of growth. So that that's that's a, a big thing, you know, for anybody. Uh, uh, who's, who's considering retirement, whether you're 15 years out or, or somewhere closer, but that's a great time to start doing it as soon as you can, pretty much. I like it. Yeah. Back it all the way back on to as soon as you can. But yeah. yeah, yeah. As soon as you can. Even even further out than 15 years. But that's a great place to start thinking about it. And, and then you really want to, I would say, just start thinking about what you want to do in retirement. It may sound it may sound silly, uh, still you know, well into your career, not not close to your retirement, but really thinking about the lifestyle you want to live and kind of your your target for for your retirement nest egg. You know, do you need five hundred thousand dollars or five million dollars to make this happen? And how and where are you kind of in that spectrum? Are, are you feeling good about it? Or are you not feeling good about it? Because fifteen years out, you have time to make some adjustments from a career standpoint, from a right. lifestyle standpoint, to put yourself in a good position 15 years down the road. Whereas, you know, if you're looking at this a year out, you might be in trouble. What about, uh, what about debt and that kind of thing? If somebody's still carrying debt at that stage, is it time to really start focusing on trying to get out of any mortgage debt or anything like that that's hanging around? 
Well, let's let's pull mortgage debt and move it over to a separate yes. category. Yeah. But okay. yes, I mean, you know, what I consider inefficient debt, unsecured debt, credit card debt, you know, personal lines of credit, um, you know, the, the the Dillard's and Macy's credit cards that you got your <laughs> you got your ten percent off the first uh, purchase because you got it, and then you never got around to paying it off and kept it going. So now you're paying twenty two percent on top of it. Get get rid of those; those are horrible. Yeah, I mean that's just basic. Uh, it's not even retirement yeah, planning. That's ep- just you know, financial concepts. Yeah, you can follow the the kind of the Dave Ramsey model there and, and get rid of get rid of all debt. Really, other than than a mortgage. Um, if any, if most people who are coming into retirement that, that we work with, they don't have any other debt other than their mortgage, and, and that's for good reason. It's just not something that you want to try to sustain in retirement. So get those knocked out of the way, and, and don't even consider yourself really in a position to retire until those are knocked out. And then as far as the mortgage goes, we see it both ways. It really depends upon your situation, how much you have left on the mortgage, um, assets available, so on and so forth, when you're retiring as to whether that's something that we're comfortable sustaining in retirement or not. So that's something we're a little more comfortable with. But all the other consumer-type debts that Jess was talking about, definitely get those knocked out 15 years out and, and keep them knocked out. Don't let them creep back in as we get closer. All right. And then and then the mortgage the mortgage debt is a, is a completely different conversation. There is this, uh, I don't want to say misconception, but a lot of people have this driving force. I've, I've got to get this mortgage paid off either before I retire or as soon as possible in retirement. And I don't agree with that as a blanket statement. I think, for instance, you know, you're in an $800,000 house, you got a $150,000 mortgage, but it's the remnants of the big mortgage, so your payments are still kind of high. Refinance that thing at 3%, spread that 150 grand over 30 years, you're never going to be here to pay it off. Enjoy the money that you worked hard for and leave that that house with a mortgage on it to your kids let them deal with it you know there's no there's, there's no reason <laughs> there's no reason but there's no reason to to, to uh, take a big chunk out of your retirement assets just because you want to not have a mortgage yep. you know there's nothing wrong with having a mortgage in a lot of situations that's a good way to look at it. And yeah, realize that we'll, we'll make a whole other segment out of that conversation for sure. We'll save that for another day. But yeah, that's another great topic we can dive into. I'll, I'll put it on the list of things for us to get into. The other thing that made a significant change on that were the, the sweeping tax changes that hit mm-hmm. us a couple of years ago where, mm-hmm. you know, carrying a mortgage and being able to write off that interest along with property taxes, along with a whole lot of other things, all of a sudden don't have the same impact when we've wiped out the other the, your other options. So a lot of people, believe it or not, are, are, are now filing, you know, uh, they're not itemizing because yeah, yeah. they, they the raised the standard deduction, deduction up so yeah. high that there's just not enough to overcome that. So that should also be taken into consideration. That's a great point. All right, let's fast forward the clock a little bit. Let's go to 10 years out from retirement. So eh, mid-50s, later 50s for some folks. How should the focus change there? Any adjustments or new things entering the equation? It's really going to be uh, taking a look at kind of your, your, your risk tolerance, I think. You know, your, your time horizon is is obviously five years less, uh, a little bit closer to retirement. So this is this is really the time to, to start having conversations and engaging maybe a trusted advisor to just have some initial conversations with. You're not to the point of putting together a full retirement plan. You're still working, still accumulating. But you want to make sure that what you have accumulated is positioned in a place that you're comfortable with, right? And And that could be all in, you know, going for the going for the moon because uh, we, we need to get the that accumulation up. We want to build that nest egg, uh, but it could also be take the chips off the table. Let's conserve what we have, um, and we're more comfortable doing that. So really reanalyze if you haven't in a minute your current situation, your current portfolio, all the things that have been on autopilot throughout your career. This is the time to really start dialing it in. Don't take for granted what you have, but but really hold on to it dearly and and make sure it's pointed in the right direction for you. That it's going to perform over the next ten years 
years in a way that's acceptable to you given potential market downturns so that you can feel confident, you know, that five years from now, when you're five years from retirement and you're sitting down, you know, starting to think about putting that retirement plan together, that you have that nest egg available to you um, and ready to put to work. Right. And still at the at the 10 year mark, there are enough other things that can still happen that affect that decision too. So there's no mm-hmm. there's no sense of getting too definitive at that point. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Back to my, my Roth conversion from 15 years out. Keep doing those. Don't forget about those. I'll bring that into the 10 year conversation too. keep keep uh, taxes on, on top of mind and and just try to make your portfolio as efficient as possible. All right. As we go toward five years away from retirement, I imagine things start to get more serious and not necessarily concrete, but, you know, things are starting to fall into place here. So let's say we're getting right around that 60 year old mark, you know, give or take a couple of years. What are the main yep. things to consider now? So, you, you know, you're going to retire. You, you probably know about when, you know, you're in the final stages of your career, you know what you're making, you know what we can save over the next five years, and, and you have your nest egg pretty much where it's going to be, barring you know five years of growth, which absolutely could be considerable. But now is the time to start thinking and transitioning uh, away from an accumulation mindset into um, how do I turn these dollars into income, right? Not just focused on the return I'm getting from them, but what income are they going to produce for me and situating those assets in a way that are income generating. And there's a whole lot of options out there. Yeah, and, and so now now we're getting into mind mindset change. Um, you know, the the word return mm-hmm. all of a sudden needs to not only have kind of a different definition, but a different priority. You know, if if you're if you're five ways away from retiring and you haven't accumulated a tremendous amount of wealth by then, you're probably not going to at that point. You know, the the focus is not about getting rich or trying to get a tremendous amount of accumulation. You know, re return. So it's more of let's start focusing on not losing it and turning it into an income situation or at least setting it up so it can be an income yeah. situation. And this is where we start working with clients right um, around this time, maybe maybe a few years closer to retirement. But here, here's the, that point in time you can start thinking about engaging a, a retirement planning uh, advisor and and utilizing them to, to help you build that income plan out. And that may include repositioning some assets away from uh, accumulation and, and growth mindset into other assets that are, that are focused on income, whether it's rental property or an annuity, what have you, um, it, it's time to really start diversifying away from just focusing on that, that growth uh, that you've been working on, on focusing on really your, your whole working career, most likely. Yeah. Um, and, and it's going to be a little bit scary and, and that's okay. That That's, that's where we come into play. Uh, just jokes that we, we perform the function of therapists more so than financial advisors more often than not. And, and we find that to be true, but yeah, five years out, you're about where you're going to be. You know, things aren't going to change too, too much. It's time to really um, take the gains off the table um, and, and reposition your portfolio for success in retirement uh, rather than accumulation success that you've been focused on throughout your career. And don't forget that the the term gain, the term return, um, yeah. we always assume we, 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 we have a, a positive connotation with that. So when we talk about a return, I'm thinking a return is more money. You, there are negative returns, you know I mean? That, yeah, that yeah. stuff happens. So at five years out, the last thing we want is a significant um, you know, hit on our portfolio. So all of a sudden, I'm now working an extra five years. So yep. take that into consideration big time yep. when you're making those decisions. It, it's shocking the number of people who, who come into our office and you know, 98% of their entire portfolio is, is square in the stock market, and they're not monitoring it. They're just hoping it keeps going up. And, and there's certainly a, a part of your portfolio that you know is right at home there in the market. But we want to make sure that you're not overexposed um, and that you're, you're really prepared for retirement and not, not just assuming you're going to accumulate forever and, and have an infinite time horizon. 
like a lot of things in life, it's easier to stick your head in the sand and ignore it than it is to, so uh, much. to deal Absolutely. with it. But like everything in life, it's better to deal with it than to stick yeah, your head in the sand. And it, it's easier to do it there, but the negative consequences of doing that are way more significant of doing it there. Yeah, yeah no doubt about that, for sure. All right, we've reached the day. We uh, are ready to retire. What are the absolute essential things that we should have figured out already between that sort of five-year and retirement day? And depending on how many friends you have, at least a case of tequila and uh, a, a good venue and, and probably a good band to go out and celebrate and, you know, mark the mark this day in time. Mark the day. Yeah. But hopefully in order to do that, you have a retirement income plan that you've put together. Right. Something that's that's solidified, that's written down on paper that you understand your assets are positioned to provide income streams for you. Um, and, and you're not worried about when that paycheck stops, where does the next one come from? Meaning that first retirement paycheck, you have that all figured out. That's really where we come into play and do what we do. We help you make that transition uh, financially, but also emotionally, right? To really be confident in, in your retirement. You don't want to, to wonder, where am I paying the bills from? You have, you have the money, there's no doubt, right? You have your nest egg built up. You don't want to be wondering, where is it going to come from? That should already be figured out. You should know where your income is going to be coming from day one of retirement. True. So yeah, yeah, I stand firm on what I've said, but it's always got to be predicated by what, by what yeah. Jonathan said. Let's, let's not go throw a party to celebrate something. No, we I'm don't all really, aboard with We that. don't really know if we've got it figured out or not. <laughs> Get it figured out, then let's throw a party. But you should be throwing a party because you have it all figured out. That's what we like to see, right? Yeah. That's, that's, that's what we uh, help all our clients that, do. That brings up a good point. You know, let's throw a party when we get it figured out and then throw another party when it's the actual day. There you go. There you go. But yes, a day of retirement, it should be an exciting day, not a scary day. In any uh, business or uh, you know type relationship like that, there's always got to be the one guy who's ready to run through brick walls <laughs> and then the other partner who's like, just make sure you're wearing the helmet before you do it, right? So I think we can tell with you guys which one's making the other wear the helmet before they run through the brick wall. Helmet. I didn't. I, I never owned a helmet until six years ago. But Jonathan's a, always a chasing you with the helmet to put it yeah, on. Jonathan's always chasing me. Put it on. Put it on. Yeah. First time I took him for a ride on a motorcycle, I, I, I came in and brought a helmet in and put I it on the helmet. Head. Yeah. yeah. No, uh, we, we make a good team. We make a good team. That's right. That's right. You're not keeping him from running through the brick wall. Just keeping him safe while he does it. Like somebody's yeah. got to run through exactly. the wall. Somebody's right? got to do it. That's yeah. right. You got it. All right. For those who have maybe already reached that retirement date, the job's not over then. I mean, yes, there's the, the partying can begin. But what about when we're, I don't know, five, ten years away from retirement? Now, that on the other side, we've been retired for that long. Are there some changes there or main areas of focus that you guys are still kind of helping shepherd people through that process? Yeah, I mean, things change, right? I mean, uh, you, you, you think you have have in mind what retirement's going to be, what you're going to do, what you're going to spend, where you're going to travel, all those things. And, you know, five years in, you may realize that you don't like golf as much as you thought you did, or <laughs> you want to travel a lot more than you thought you did, or, you know, I'm, I'm spending a little more than, than I really thought I would, or I want to go back to work. I mean, it's all over the place. And, and so it really, you know, in the years after retirement, certainly in those first five years, it's really about just working with clients as they, they make the transition and, and adjust their, their income plans for their lifestyle whether you're going back to work or need a little bit more money or, or somewhere in between, we can make adjustments and, and tweaks to still give you that confidence along the way. So really, it's more back to being kind of that, that coach or that, I don't know, that, that therapist, so to speak, as you, as you work through the transition and just having conversations. Hey, where are you at? How's it going? Things going well? Yes. If not, okay, let's tweak them. And that's what we do at our annual reviews. It's, it's really simple as that. Come in, sit down, 
review how things are going and, and make adjustments from there. Um, it's, it's a huge part of what we do and we certainly enjoy doing it. Those are the fun conversations to have, right? The work is done. We're just, it's all about, um, really, uh, making sure everybody goes out and, and has fun in retirement. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't retire to sit on the couch. I retire to have fun. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. So we want to, we want to keep you there. So that's, those are the annual review conversations. So that the five year in conversation hopefully is it's going great. Uh, keep it up. And, uh, and, and then, you know, the plan keeps working for you the rest of your retirement. I find it helpful to kind of just look at that process. What happens when we're 15 years away from retirement, building up to that important date and beyond it. And it's nice to see it laid out like you guys just did for us there. So if you want to learn more about these kinds of things, I mean, this is the kind of education that Jonathan and Jess are doing each and every day in their office. It's the kind of education that they're doing all the time in their dinner and discussion seminars throughout the Austin area, educating folks probably like you if you're listening to today's show for any extended period of time. I'm guessing retirement planning is somewhat of an interest or you're in that ballpark. And so if it is and you want to learn more about these things, want to learn more about some of the common retirement mistakes and how to avoid them, how to plan around them, uh, against them. You can do that by coming to one of those dinner and discussion seminar events. If you want to see the list of events and sign up online, you can do that at ncwealth.com. That's ncwealth.com. You can also call or text the team at 512-492-3800 and just let us know that you'd like to come to an upcoming event and we'll get you squared away. 512-492-3800 to call or text or again, ncwealth.com, the place online to go. If you want to learn about the common retirement mistakes, how to avoid them and get a great financial plan in place so that you can retire successfully and do what, Jess, at the end of the day? Get that tequila ready and get ready party. to party. There you go. Party. <laughs> I, asked, I asked Chris one time. We were going back and forth on priorities and stuff, and I, and I was going a completely different direction. I said, if you had to pick one word or at least one phrase that described me or what's important to me or what my drive is, what would it be? And I'm, in, I'm thinking totally financial stuff, and he came up with a, a great answer. It made me feel good. He said, have fun. There you go. Have fun. That's that's you know that's that's what drives Jess. No matter what, have fun. Have fun. Well, life's uh, all about having a good time, right? So it's it is. It's important to do. It's what you've been working responsibly, so hard. which is a new you know yeah. that, that's that's not something I would have included ten years ago. But yeah, responsibly have fun. <laughs> Enjoy responsibly. I think there's a, uh, a famous company that has that as their tagline. I think so. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah. Something like that. And that's all the time that we have for on this week's show for Jess Hamill and Jonathan Berkland. I'm Walter Storholt. Have a great rest of your weekend, and we'll see you next time back here on the Noble Capital Radio Hour. All opinions and information expressed by the speakers on this show are solely the opinions of those speakers and not those of Noble Capital or any of its subsidiaries or affiliates. All opinions are based on information the speakers consider reliable. Opinions and information are provided as is for educational purposes only, cannot be guaranteed or warranted, may change without notice, and may not be corrected or updated. Opinions and information should not be construed as an inducement to invest and offer to buy or sell securities, nor as legal tax or investment advice, nor do they take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs, and are therefore not necessarily intended as recommendations suitable for you. You must make an independent decision regarding investments and strategies mentioned on this program. Neither the speakers, Noble Capital, or their affiliates guarantee any specific outcome or profit. Past performance is not indicative of future results, and all investments involve inherent risk of total loss. Strategies and investments fluctuate in price and value, and investors may get back less than they invested. You should seek advice from independent financial investment and legal counsel before making any financial or investment decisions. Transmission of information through this program is not intended and does not create an advisor-client relationship between you and Noble Capital. Information provided on this program may reference other service providers, including websites operated and maintained by third 
third parties. The provision of such information does not imply responsibility for or an endorsement of any third party information, opinion, recommendation, or investment product. Reproduction, distribution, republication, and or retransmission of any portion of this program is prohibited without the prior written consent of Noble Capital.